Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. We have some breaking news in regards to the Lewiston active shooter with uh, Robert Card. It's being reported that uh, he has been found dead. Uh, NBC News is reporting that Robert Card, uh, the man suspected in the... Um, the man suspected in the shootings in, in uh, the active shootings where 18 people were killed uh, has been found. Um, Robert Card was the subject of a days-long manhunt that followed mass shootings at the just-in-time recreation bowling alley and Chemengi's Bar and Grill. Uh, specific details are not immediately available, but sources told NBC News of Boston investigators that there's no longer a threat in Maine as Card had been located and is deceased. The update comes after days of angst as an armed and dangerous man was unaccounted for after 18 people were killed and 13 injured. Shelter-in-place orders were in place in Androscoken County and parts of neighboring Sagahawk County, these orders were lifted early Friday. So, folks, this is just really breaking, breaking news right off the press. Um, uh, Sean Hannity from Fox News just came on with this with this breaking news. I'll play what Sean Hannity had to say, but I think what he had to say, I believe there probably will be a press conference. If there is a press conference while we're on the air, we'll go live to it. News has now confirmed that the suspect in the main mass shooting, Robert Card, has been found dead. We're going to have a lot more on this later in the show. But before we get back to it, let me give you a few of the details. They're a little sketchy at this time. All 18 victims have now been identified by authorities. The shelter-in-place order, as everyone knows, has been lifted. Um, among them was a married couple in their 70s, a father and his 14-year-old son, for adults associated with the Maine Educational Center for the Deaf. A gun, no cell phone belonging to the suspect found earlier today by the police. Divers, sonar equipment searched the river near where the suspect's uh, car was found abandoned Wednesday night, near where apparently he had a boat. And a press conference now will be held, um, I guess, sometime early tomorrow morning and going forward. Anyway, police, uh, to their credit, working through the, the many, many hundreds of tips from people around them. But let me repeat, the suspect in this main shooting has now been confirmed as dead. Um, we'll have more details to follow throughout the night. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Obviously, folks, uh, this is great news because what this means also uh, for the area is now they can take the area, which I'm sure they have already done, take it out of lockdown. The people can go about their lives now. They're no longer... Um, uh, going to be required to uh, to be locked down in their own homes. They can move freely about. And just for this whole community, just this horrific incident, not that it's over, and I won't use the word closure, but um, this horrific incident now, uh, they can go about. If we can work, as Zach mentioned, the reason, obviously, we are talking about CARD is because of the horrific events that happened on Wednesday night. If we can work to get the pictures of those victims, um, actually today I had the chance to speak it hasn't even aired yet um, with the father of Bill Young the grandfather of Aaron Young that is the father and son who tragically died on Wednesday night in the bowling alley and you know for so many of the victims 
they're dealing with sadness and they're dealing with grief, but there's also this sense of closure that they're needing too to find out what happened to Robert Card. And so I hope that this, in some senses, can provide some closure for them as they move forward in their grief. Absolutely. Um, and if we have the video from earlier today to show the crew searching in that area, well, I, I hope um, our Alex Haskell, um, who may be nearby that scene, is, is getting ready to speak to us. Um, Police have been in this area for, for really days now, yeah. uh, and they've been open and honest about kind of that they were really looking everywhere. Um, they were looking at the Cards family's properties mm -hmm. in Bowdoin. Uh, they were looking, at, as this video shows, at that boat ramp. Uh, this was just earlier today where Sam Rogers spent much of the day, as well as a number of um, other reporters and really reporters from all across the country were yeah. there. Uh, they had dive teams in place kind of combing the mm -hmm. river. And they had said, uh, I believe it was the press conference yesterday, police had said that they could be searching for quote unquote bodies right. at the time because um, they didn't want to specifically say that they, they were looking in that water um, for Card himself. Um, but but it seems, again, if you are just joining us, just tuning in, the body of Robert Card has been found in Lisbon. We have a crew on the scene. A press conference is set um, for 10 p.m. with Maine State Police. And we're hoping, yeah, at that press conference, we can get some more answers uh, to the questions. You know, folks, obviously this is, uh, this is great news that he's been found, and especially for this community. And I don't think you gotta, can use words like closure. This is way too early for closure. There's 18 people that are dead. There's 18 families that are mourning besides the 13 people that were also wounded. But we can use, we can have the community of Lewiston, Maine and the surrounding communities rest easier, not easy, but easier that now this psychopathic killer has been caught. You know, well, caught, he's DOA, he's dead. And uh, we had suggested where, as we covered this case, there were two obvious possibilities. One was that he fled. He had a pre-planned escape route. He dumped his car at that location and he fled and planned uh, this out and fled to another location. And the second was, second one, of course, was that he committed suicide. And that, uh, in a lot of acting shooting cases, that is how they usually end. And you hate to say that it's a good thing that he committed suicide, but he didn't kill anyone else. Law enforcement who was searching for them, bravely searching for him, didn't suffer any casualties in regards to having to have a shootout with this, this man. So in that instance, law enforcement is spared having to search for days and days more, and he's been found, and he's, he's, he's dead. They found him dead. So again... We can't use words like closure because for the families of these senselessly killed people, there's no such thing in this instance as any closure. But for the community, can they go about their lives now? Yes. And that makes us all feel much better. That everyone at home has about what's been happening since Wednesday night's fatal shootings that took so many lives here in Maine. Yes, and we are um, continuing to work to get more specific information with the, uh, for you, rather. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, police are going to share that uh, in the next half hour or so. Is our Alex Haskell uh, there on the scene yet? Uh, 
Okay. Um, uh, Alex Haskell is there on the scene. Uh, he's been in uh, Lewiston throughout much of the evening yeah. where there was actually some activity there earlier. Right. Um, the superintendent of Lewiston Public Schools putting out a notice that uh, the, the fields on the high school campus, I guess, had been closed down mm -hmm. and, and there was some kind of police presence there. Uh, they seemed to be perhaps looking for something there. Right. Um, when, when in fact, this scene in Lisbon uh, apparently uh, is was the focus, and that's where uh, they did find, again, Robert Card's body, um, according to Senator Angus King, saying that uh, he was found by the recycling center uh, where Card apparently used to work. Um, he was found shot in the same clothes he had on, the same clothes we saw him walk into that bowling alley with in that surveillance video. The you know, folks, if this is a good thing, it's that, again, it spares the lives of law enforcement who bravely searched for this gunman who was a highly trained assassin, basically, a firearms instructor. So is it a good thing that they found him dead? Absolutely. And you, you hate to say that about anything, but it spared the lives of law enforcement who so brave, bravely put together this conglomerate of different law enforcement agencies, FBI, ATF, state police, local police, and they put this plan together and they did these searches of these locations. And law enforcement, guess what? Never fails. Always comes through. And that's an amazing thing. And in this country, we're lucky to have such outstanding law enforcement to get together, to partner up with each other, and to seek a goal in mind and then always come through as they did in this case. First night, um, we joined you here on the air. Well, it looks like we have Alex who's getting set up here. If we remember last night, Alex was in Bowdoin at that home on Meadow Lane, and he was uh, bringing us all of that live coverage of police who were outside of the home. Brian and Chris, thanks for joining us at the desk here. Uh, this update, though, I know that you were here last night when that was all unfolding. We heard police shouting, and at that point, a lot of us maybe thought, okay, it could come to a could conclusion to tonight. And, uh, you know, I think that was part of the mystery last night was we didn't really get a clear answer last night. Right. Uh, you know, Alex was there and uh, had the video in those moments when we saw police leaving the scene of that house in Bowdoin. Um, and then obviously we knew that the, uh, the search continued today. Um, as we had briefings from from officials today as well. Yeah, I want to. Um, we have Alex Haskell standing by to tell us about the scene, but I want to wait one second. Um, I'm just seeing, just to get a sense of what this means for you at home and everybody watching across the state tonight. This is, of course, a huge sense of relief. I know that's a little bit cliche, mm -hmm. but it is real. Um, Superintendent of Schools Jake Langless uh, in Lewiston, um, who put out a tweet earlier tonight that they had closed down the athletic fields there to, to search, um, just tweeting out, "He has been found. A wave of relief just ran over." me a big step toward healing and everyone who has been searching in such dangerous conditions can go home safe to their families much more work to do um, but this news means so much so much and there's is so much work to do in the days ahead uh, chris did you have something i just I'm reaching out to as many law enforcement sources right. as i can to confirm this yeah meantime why don't we go to yeah. news center range alex haskell who's there on the scene and can and can tell us what's going on there alex Hey guys, yeah, so we are in Lisbon Falls right now. Here's this road behind me, that's Lisbon Street. And then across is a, a road called uh, Capitol Ave, and that's blocked off right now. We have a few members of law enforcement, uh, police from the town of Lisbon. They've blocked off this road. Now we don't know if along this road is where uh, Robert Card's body has been found, but we know this is the area where police have been looking for the past several days. Off to my left here, 
down a little ways is the boat ramp and that's uh, boat launch and that's where law enforcement have been looking accessing the Androscoggin River trying to search for Robert Card's body. Uh, we are looking forward to a press conference that's expected at 10 o'clock. I'll read you a tweet from Maine State Police. It says a news conference will be held Friday at 10 p.m. at Lewiston City Hall. We encourage you to tune into your local TV stations to watch a live stream. So we are expected to uh, hear some sort of news from them, uh, possibly on the discovery of Robert Carr's body. Again, we are along Lisbon Street. You know, what we're going to hear I undoubtedly at the press conference is, of course, how law enforcement worked together, partnered up together, the partnership of FBI, ATF, Maine State Police, local police, all emergency management people uh, toward a common goal. That's what going to, and of course, we're going to hear the details of how they came about in finding him, the techniques they use, the searches they use, and how, uh, of course, law enforcement uh, did an amazing job. And I hope that they just, they really, at this press conference, uh, thank law enforcement and thank all the great people that worked on this and stop thanking politicians. I, I just hate when politicians uh, spike the football at instances like this. They had nothing to do with this. All right. This is all law enforcement. The, uh, the gentleman from uh, Maine, the uh, director of public safety or emergency, that guy is, is, is an incredible man. I could tell he's been through this before. He's, he's very heavily um, experienced and, um, Let's hope in within this press conference that they that they just stick to the facts and and, and you know something if anyone's going to take a bow, uh, let's let it be law enforcement. Let's let law enforcement take a bow here, because again, they took this horrendous uh, individual down, and uh, they they took him down, and he's no longer a threat. He's uh, he's DOA as we say in law enforcement, dead on arrival, and they found him. So now the people of this area of Lewiston, Maine, they can now go back about their lives without having to fear some man with a high-powered rifle attacking them and taking their lives. Uh, so again, that's that's one of the most important things right now. A couple of days. Uh, we are expecting much more about exactly... and and. Finally, fully official confirmation from police to the public that, in fact, Robert Card's body has been found. But as we've been saying here, Marissa, again, so we've we've attempted and we got a better chance today as we learn more from law enforcement to finally release the identities of all these individuals. So many stories of people uh, who 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 died. Uh, we heard stories of heroism as well. But we do know as well that Winthrop, that we talked about Lewis and Winthrop was a community that suffered grievous losses here. Yeah, they were hit incredibly hard, including two of the victims were a father and his 14-year-old son. Our CBS 13's Brad Rogers talked to their family today. Well, here in Winthrop, a husband and father was shot and wounded in the attacks. A local high school student's uncle was killed, and so was a local school teacher's close friend. Not only that, a father and his teenage son were both shot and killed at the bowling alley. Among the first people killed by the gunman Wednesday night were 44-year-old Bill Young and his 14-year-old son, Aaron. Losing one would have been hard enough, but losing both of them is just awful. Kayla Putnam lost her stepdad and younger brother. She says the two of them like to go bowling together. 
she still can't believe they're gone. I mean, I'm still having moments now. Every five minutes, I'm like, this can't be real. She says Aaron was the baby of the family. He was a freshman at Winthrop High School. He gave the best hugs. He was such a, a sweet kid, never talked bad about anybody or anything. And he was an honor student. This kid has been in, in schools uh, since kindergarten here. So um, I think that the, the ripple effect is uh, beyond our comprehension. As for Kayla's stepdad, she says he was the rock of the family, the one everyone would turn to in times like these. He's, you know, anchor of the family, just a great guy. Um, he's going to be very, very missed. And it's a very hard to cope without him right now. Winthrop Superintendent Jim Hodgkin posted this. Sadly, we have learned that a freshman at the high school and his dad are among the victims that were killed. Additionally, the uncle of another high school student was also killed. This is a tremendous tragedy for our area, our town, our students, and everyone. My heart is broken by this. Everyone was someone's son, daughter, brother, sister, parent. Kayla is especially worried about her mom, who right now is distraught over the loss of her husband and son. How's your mom doing? <sighs> devastated. Just absolutely devastated. Crisis teams will be at Winthrop schools when they reopen Monday. There will also be a two-hour delay to give counselors a chance to talk to the teachers. In Winthrop, Brad Rogers, Fox 22 News at 10. Maine's deaf community also hit very hard by this tragedy. Uh, several people were there at Schmengi's Bar on Wednesday night when that gunman opened fire. Yeah, our understanding is that there was actually a deaf cornhole tournament that was happening at that bar that evening. Uh, again, we're still waiting... Further details, again, about the motive, about the possible connection of Robert Card to these scenes, the bowling alley and this uh, cornhole league and, and Schmengi's Bar and Grill. What we do know, again, as Marissa just said, is that multiple people there were at a deaf cornhole uh, community event. You know, you know we're going to hear uh, multiple horrible stories, but the stories uh, of the dead told by their families are so important to hear because in a... In a way, that gives the family some comfort to see the humanness and the bravery of people that were facing uh, certain death through a situation like this. And if they can see that their loved one did something special and offered up their own life to save someone else, it's, it's so meaningful to the families that are involved here. Just because you can't even imagine a horrific situation like this, 18 people in two separate locations, dead from this community and 13 more injured. Senselessly, senselessly, it doesn't make any sense at all. And uh, that's when the shots rang out. CBS 13's Asia Reed had a chance to speak with somebody in the deaf community who lost friends that night. Three members of the deaf community died that night at Schmengi's Bar, one of those victims being Brian McFarlane. Now, earlier today, I caught up with one of his good friends who says he just moved to Maine to start a new career. And his friend says that just one day before the shooting was his very first day of work. He, you know, would talk to each other almost every day. The last time he called me was four days ago. So sorry, it landed his bedroom. Vicki Ash lives in North Dakota and says she first met Brian McFarland through a deaf truckers group. She says he had his commercial driver's license and had a passion for trucking. 
I love it. Ash says he just recently moved to Maine to pursue his dream of working on a farm. Wednesday, she saw on social media there was a shooting in Lewiston and tried to reach her friend. My friend, you okay? Did I hear from me? I thought maybe it's okay. Because I panicked. I through social media, Ash discovered that McFarland had been shot and killed at Shemengi's bar. You know, folks, it doesn't get any sadder than this. It's really tragic. Executive Director of the Maine Educational Center for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing, Karen Hopkins, says this is hitting their community hard. We have lost some wonderful, important members of the community. So please give us some time to process this, sometimes some space, and give us primarily access to what is happening. Ash can say the same in trying to grapple that her close friend has died. I keep telling myself, he passed away happy, because back, he got his friend back, he got a job to want. Other members of the deaf community here in Maine tell me that they're still in the early stages of grief. In Lewiston, Asia Reed, CBS 13 News. Again, as we've been hearing, I think that's important to emphasize, the early stages of grief. Uh, maybe that's hopefully accelerated a little bit by the news tonight, but still very early. Meantime, a survivor of the shooting there at the bar is now back home in Winthrop, recovering from a gunshot wound apparently to his leg. Steve Kretlow, who is deaf, was at Schmengi's Bar and Grill. He saw the gunman and was shot in the leg. His two best friends, who were also deaf, were shot and killed. Today, our Brad Rogers spoke with Kretlow's mother-in-law. How's Steve doing? How's the family doing? Taking one day at a time. Um, it's very raw. It's very emotional right now. He is an emotional wreck. He lost his best friends. It's a scary thing and it's this is not normal this is this is awful now brad did speak with kretlow off camera he says he broke down in tears speaking about his friends now kretlow declined to share any more details about the gunman or the shooting due to that ongoing investigation we certainly respect that we also are. tonight we have some reaction to card's death that's coming into our newsroom right now from lewiston superintendent jake langless he posted on social media tonight saying Quote, he has been found. A wave of relief just ran over me. A big step toward healing and everyone who's been searching in such dangerous conditions can go home safe to their families. Senator Susan Collins also responding to the news, saying tonight Mainers can breathe a collective sigh of relief thanks to the brave first responders who work night and day to find this killer. And, and we obviously have to acknowledge how much effort went into this manhunt uh, mm -hmm. spanning four, uh, roughly 48 hours but just the amount of resources sent to Maine to help. We know there were hundreds of officers here on the ground. New Hampshire State Police sent their helicopter over uh, to search by air on the first night. Uh, Sorry, folks, I'm having some technical difficulties here.
really is that yellow flag law differs from other states' red flag laws. Maybe you've heard more about that because it requires both a judge and a Okay. Okay, folks, I'm sorry. I'm having some uh, difficulties here. Uh, that's why it's, it's uh, I have to remove one of these, obviously. Okay, good. I think we have that. But I'm... Uh, Okay, I hope. Okay, can we hear? I'm having all kinds of problems. Josh, if my engineer can help me here. Uh, it's... Uh, sorry, guys. Some... Hopefully, I'm still feeding uh, back. It's taken place, and we had all these great, we had France Indicare. It was very clear mental illness, sometimes uh, tied in with a violent ideological outlook. They've said things. Their friends, their family, uh, co-workers have been saying things for forever, and it's in the system. And, of course, this is one of the things we've been working on for so long is to create create that intelligence connection where we can somehow track them. Unfortunately, in a lot of cases, and and Randy, you could you could weigh on this, weigh in on this. It gets tossed over to law enforcement and it becomes a call for service. And and so some patrol officer or some deputy or, or they're they're going out there to do a call on someone's home or, or residence or whatever, they don't have all the background, they don't have all the information, and they're not trained mental health professionals. And I think uh, that's one of the biggest problems we've had over the last several years is we have these mental health problems. We need mental health professionals to weigh in. But a lot of this stuff, the intervention piece, got tossed on the law enforcement. It, it overwhelms what is already an overwhelming uh, amount of work that has to be done. And, and, and look, patrol officers can do amazing things, but they can't do everything. And to throw that onto a thing when they need, when they need additional help, and I'm yeah. sure... Uh, I'm sure Randy knows uh, Dr. Tony Belize uh, and who with uh, LA Sheriff's LAPD with LA County, uh, one of the top uh, mental health uh, professionals that works in these in this area. Uh, we've talked about this for a very long time, which is the need to expand this to provide sure. more tools and to provide more resources, so that when officers do go in, they have somebody else going in with them to provide them some assistance in these areas because. Okay. Uh, Frankly, we need to get these people away from the firearms, away from things where they can do harm to others. Yeah. And, of course, prevent to do harm from cells. But when you look at this one, um, obviously, my biggest concern was what he did to others. Yeah, I'm a course. little less concerned about what he did to himself. Right. Uh, and speaking of that, I, I, before we just get into more of this, let's just reset here. Uh, I'm on the line here with Hal Kempfer, our friend, and Lieutenant Randy Sutton, our friend, uh, experts in their fields uh, who have guided us. Uh, through this horrible, horrible story this week, help us made sense of it, help us made sense of the investigation. Uh, and we are waiting for a press conference to happen, uh, you know, any moment here, we're told at the top of the hour. But if you're just coming to us right now, the suspect in the main ma mass shooting uh, is dead. Robert mm -hmm. Card has been found dead. Uh, and so before we get to the press conference, uh, looks like we got some people coming in and out of the 
the camera shot here. So, Randy, if you could briefly, I asked how this already, what are you going to be expecting to hear from law enforcement in just mere moments? Well, I think we're going to get a, um, uh, what is essentially the breakdown and timeline of, of how he was found, um, some information on the, the scope of the, of the uh, search itself. You know, this was, this is probably one of the, if not one of the biggest manhunt in Maine law enforcement history. Uh, so, you know, they're going to be, and I, and I want to point this out too, that every time a situation like this occurs, there is a, a huge learning curve involved. And then there will be so many discussions and, about, about what went right and what went wrong in this. And so hopefully uh, this will become a learning experience for the law enforcement community there as well. You know, suddenly they have to take, uh, you know, the limited resources that they have. They, they only have like a little over a million, I think a million and a half people in the entire state. And so they, they've got a very limited number of police officers. Uh, I can tell you from information that I got that the, uh, the first night when this, when this happened, there were so few resources made available to law enforcement. They had no helicopters. They had no um, infrared looking radar that would have, that would have been exceedingly beneficial. They might've found with, if they had had flare, the forward-looking infrared uh, radar on, on, on helicopters, if they had been made available, they might have found this guy that night. And so I was, uh, I was a little taken aback that none of these resources were made available to the police. So, um, but that, that shows another one of those, this is going to be a learning experience, and hopefully there will be plans made and put in place for, um, for another similar it won't be the same, of course, but it could be a similar type uh, situation. And, and law enforcement needs to learn. And we learn the hard way. We learn from uh, situations like this where, you know, all I know is I, I'm just so thankful that he chose this route instead of choosing the route suicide by cop, um, which inevitably would have happened had he had he been in a confrontation with law enforcement. So, yeah. Um, but that, I, I think that, that they'll, they'll we'll, we're going to get a little bit of information. We're waiting for the press this, conference to start. On this, um, during this uh, uh, press briefing now. Yeah, uh, and we're going to keep talking to you guys uh, until that press conference happens. Uh, if you guys have some time, we'd love to get your reaction on the back end once the press conference ends and wraps up. But interesting, we just got this new live vantage point up. I want to put this up. This is interesting. We're being told this is uh, outside the recycling plant where Robert Card worked. Uh, and mm. so that just came up. Uh, we wanted to take that live. Maybe that's an indication of where Robert Card's body was found. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves or speculate. Uh, but uh, I got to wonder why we have this live picture outside uh, a place of his former employment there. I'm not entirely sure if this is in Lewiston or Lisbon or Bowdoin there, but it's somewhere in Maine, of course. Uh, we got a live picture outside. It's a little after 10 p.m. there on a Friday night. Interesting stuff, isn't it, Hal? You first. Well, that would that would make sense. You know, he, it could be someplace he's associated with it. By the way, if you work at a plant like that, you may know a lot of nooks and crannies where you could uh, hide yourself, if you will. 
And, uh, and that is, that's a human nature thing that when people are injured, uh, which can include mental illness, that sometimes they will kind of, uh, you know, like animals, they will crawl someplace into a space where they feel kind of closed off, but safe or, or whatever. And, uh, and he could have done something like that. He, that could have been, in fact, uh, what, what little I know of the case is that he had some issues at work. Uh, I'd heard something that he may have been terminated. I don't know if that was true or if that was just speculation, but if that's the case, he may have chosen that. If that is where they found his body, he may have chosen that for a distinct, uh, very, very distinct reason. Uh, by the way, I just want to touch on something, if I would, uh, that Randy had touched on, and we talked about this Wednesday, and that's, uh, you know, I've done I've done all sorts of of, of training, uh, counterterrorism training obviously in Las Vegas, in Nevada, uh, and, and throughout California. But I go, I go to a lot of rural states uh, like Montana. And uh, I have to tell you, there are some places where we get kind of used to that if we're in a larger city or a larger metropolitan area that we have all these resources that we can bring to bear, that we have a phenomenal amount of mutual aid uh, with local agencies. And you get some of these rural areas, they just don't have the personnel. They don't have the resources. That's why I kind of brought that up was I, I when they brought, when uh, they talked about federal resources coming in, that seemed like a very logical thing for that, for that area. And, and I also, I never heard anything about it. Maybe we'll find out more, but I would not be surprised if there was some interstate mutual aid that came into a system, uh, particularly with those, you know, high demand, low density things like helicopters with uh, FLIR uh, or, or and a lot of other uh, very specialized equipment, specialized units. It appears that the press conference is, is about to begin. So um, as it begins, we'll go right to it. Um, let me put them uh, just on the screen. What is said in this press conference, we're gonna bring you in if you got time on the back end, but let's take this live right now. Uh, I'm Andrew Kraft. Uh, we are about to hear from law enforcement officials, probably some elected leaders there in Maine about the breaking news a little under an hour ago, that 40 year old suspect who went on this Maine massacre has been found dead. Robert Card dead tonight after an almost three day manhunt. Uh, and so there you see uh, some officials entering into the room here. We're going to keep this shot up uh, as officials are about to provide an update. And like I said, we've been asking Randy and Hal, you know, what's going to be said in this press conference? I have my questions about where Robert Card's body was found uh, in the manner in which it was found as well. Of course, deceased, but how? Uh, and then hopefully we'll maybe learn more details about his background, about his social media profiles, his mental health history, uh, and the like, but uh, let's just listen in right now. It's about 10 after the hour there in Lewiston, Maine on this Friday night. Uh, and I don't want to say uh, a good resolution to this uh, because the victims, families, it's still so raw, so tense. We showed you those 18 victims. We know who they are now. We know their names. We've seen their faces. That was in the last press conference. Uh, just mere hours ago this afternoon. I want to put that up for you uh, while we wait for these officials to step up there. And there they are. They were just enjoying a night at the bowling alley and at the bar. 
and they were gunned down so innocently, randomly, indiscriminately. And you can see them there, back out live there in the Lewiston City Hall at the moment. Uh, and so we were told we had the two minute warning. Uh, also, I would imagine this is going to be a scene that is discussed. We just had this picture up. We were talking to Hal and Randy about it. Uh, that apparently is outside where Robert Card used to work. It's a recycling plant there in Maine. I'm not entirely sure if it's Lewiston or Lisbon or Bowdoin. Uh, hopefully we'll get a better sense. We're gonna be writing some notes about some of the updates there from the press conference. Let's take this live yet again. Remember, hundreds of law enforcement officers from local, state, and federal agencies descended on Southern Maine to look for Robert Card. This very time last night, uh, SWAT teams were outside his last known address. I believe that was in Bowdoin, Maine. Uh, I don't think he was ever in that home. Law enforcement may have suspected that he was or may uh, have just thought that that could have been a lead they wanted to follow up on. We do know they were executing a search warrant at that residence last night. So that's also why they were there as well. And then the search moved to some bodies of water today and other areas in the environs of Lewiston. And then of course, at the last press conference, we know that uh, these county and state officials, including Governor Janet Mills, lifting the shelter in place order uh, for places like Lewiston, like Lisbon, like Bowdoin, that no doubt the residents there have been so on edge uh, throughout the course of the last almost 72 hours since this all unfolded. All right, so we're going to leave that up right now. Uh, we're going to let you listen in, watch the entirety of the press conference, and then we're going to react on the back end. Hopefully we do determine and find out what exactly all transpired tonight. I'll be looking for... Folks, if you're just coming in... Um... Robert Cord was found DOA. He was found dead. This is the press conference. What this means, obviously, is that uh, the community now can be taken off a of lockdown and the community can rest uh, that there's no longer a maniacal shooter out there that's going to take their lives. So, again, Robert Cord was found deceased by law enforcement who did an unbelievable job in this case. Two more minutes. <laughs> okay, so there you go, two more minutes. Uh, so as is customary in press conferences like this, I've covered a lot of them. Uh, all of these officials, they need to get their ducks in a row. They need to get uh, their information in line. They gotta be on the same page, uh, if you will, uh, as they announce to the press, announce to the public as well, uh, what we've been reporting on for the last now hour, hour and a half. Robert Card is dead, this suspect, this 40-year-old suspect uh, who, like I said, walked into spare time recreation that Bowling Alley walked into Shemengi's bar and grill and started firing. Uh, and so hopefully not only we'll hear more or determine more about the manner in which he died, where he died, but also about his background, about how the community is holding up. Like I said, we learned who these victims were today, 18 of them, ranging in age from 76 years old to 14 years old. So yet another tragedy. 
and another community stricken by gun violence. And of course, that's where these conversations go in the wake of this. You hear it time and time again. We have another vantage point as well, just another camera inside the room there. That's panning around as we wait for these officials there. We're hoping that uh, this press conference will start shortly and that they tell us all the details and how they found Robert Card, where they found him, and the partnership between law enforcement that together this coalition that was able to eat this small town and recover uh, Robert Card. In Maine, that Robert Card. Uh, was dead. Uh, but Susan Collins just put out this statement. I'm going to read it right now. Uh, she says, tonight, Mainers can breathe a collective sigh of relief thanks to the brave first responders who worked night and day to find this killer. All the, the players are coming forward me the in the press conference right now. The governor, had been found. We both governor Janet Mills. Appreciation. All right, Janet Mills there stepping up to the podium. Let's listen. Press conference about to begin. Thank you very much for coming. <clears throat> Excuse me, coming here on short notice. I stand here to tonight to simply report that the Maine State Police have located the body of Robert Card in Lisbon. He is dead. I've called President Biden to inform him about this news. I've informed <clears throat> Senator King, Senator Collins, Representative Pingree, and Representative Golden. Commissioner Sawshuck, will describe the circumstances of that discovery in some detail uh, in a few moments. But this discovery is entirely thanks to the hundreds of local, county, state, and federal law enforcement members from all over, and people from other states as well, people who searched tirelessly to arrive at this moment. And on behalf of all Maine people, I want to express my profound gratitude for their unwavering bravery and determination and fortitude and for the leadership of Louis Lewiston Police Chief. Say, where'd you go? Right there, right there, that guy. <laughs> Lewiston Police Chief St. Pierre. Like many people, I'm breathing a sigh of relief tonight knowing that Robert Card is no longer a threat to anyone. I know there are some people, many people who share that sentiment, but I also know that his death may not bring solace to many. But now is a time to heal. And with this search concluded, I know that law enforcement continues to fully investigate all the facts so we can bring what closure we can to the victims and their families and I ask that all Maine people continue to keep those families and all of the people impacted by this tragedy 
in their thoughts and prayers. Lewiston is a special place. This isn't us. Lewiston is a great place. It's a close-knit community of fine people, people with a long history, a history of hard work, of persistence, of faith, of opening its big heart to people everywhere. And tonight, the city of Lewiston and the state of Maine begin to move forward on what will be a long and difficult road to healing, but we will heal together. Thank you, and again, my deepest gratitude, gratitude of all the people of the state of Maine, to these wonderful members of law enforcement who came from all over to help us solve this crime and put closure on this investigation. Robert Card is dead. Now I'm going to turn it over to Commissioner Sasha. Thank you very much, Governor. We truly do appreciate uh, all of your support. I think it's incredibly important uh, that the next uh, person that speaks uh, this evening is Lewiston's uh, chief uh, law enforcement champion, and that is Dave St. Pierre. Dave. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you, Governor, for allowing me this opportunity. Uh, bear with me, please. I, I certainly did not have much time to prepare a speech here. Um, I, I want to I say to everybody, thank you so much. You can, our community can now breathe a sigh of relief, as, as the Governor stated, and I can't echo that enough. Um, our work, again, is not done here. Um, I, I was very elated tonight when I got the call from Commissioner Sawchuk um, advising me of uh, the revelation of what took place and that Mr. Card is deceased and no longer a threat to our community or any other community. Uh, I just don't want to forget the, the families that are grieving and will continue to grieve. I don't want to forget the law enforcement officials that have worked tirelessly throughout this whole event uh, to come to a good conclusion. Um, our men and women of the Lewiston Police Department, of all of our surrounding agencies, we have with us uh, Chief McGee here from Lisbon where, where Mr. Card was found. Um, this is, an, is vitally important to all of us that this conclusion came to light tonight. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna grieve for the families that lost loved ones here. Uh, we're gonna continue to work, we're gonna persevere, um, and we become better people for it is in, in terms of working together as teams. We've learned a lot from some mistakes. Uh, we've, we've won a lot of accomplishments this evening. Um, again, I wasn't really prepared for this on a Friday night at 10.30, but I'm very happy to be here and very happy to say the threat is over. Thank you. Sure, so our officers are being notified now as we speak. Um, some know obviously sooner than others, there are many that are still home, they're home with their families. And I'm quite certain at this point in time, we all know about this. Um, this is something that all of our law enforcement uh, personnel, ours and any surrounding community has been paying, paying very close attention to in awaiting positive news or good news. And this is by far the, the best news we've had in, in quite some time. Was there any belief at this time that the suspect was dead before finding him, or just some added uh, random revelation that never stopped coming to the table? 
so our reality here is that the search has been extensive. It's been thorough. It's been nonstop since the minute uh, we started speaking with you and long before that. Uh, so all of these options are on the table, as we knew. Uh, we continue to search locations, uh, in some cases multiple times. Uh, and uh, we will have more information about exactly how this went down. Uh, we're going to have another briefing tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, and I would uh, please encourage you uh, to think about next steps from your end, information that you uh, would find important. Uh, and uh, I will say that this is not going to be a long Q&A this evening. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we got this information out as fast as possible and as responsible as possible. And what I mean by that is that the time between the notification of the press release and now, there wasn't a lot of details there. There wasn't a lot of details there because we wanted to talk to the victim's families. We wanted to say, this is coming. It's important that they heard that information as close to first as anybody else. And you know who else we called uh, was the family of the suspect. And uh, they lost a loved one in this scenario. Um, and there were many of that family that was very cooperative with us throughout. Uh, so they deserve that phone call. So we had those conversations tonight before joining you here. Uh, we also got a chance to send, spend some time uh, with the brothers and sisters of law enforcement and our public safety partners that have been so incredibly helpful uh, over the last few days, uh, to say the least. So what, one second. So right here, sir. So at 7.45 this evening is when uh, Mr. Card was located. I won't give you an exact address. It was uh, near uh, the river along Androscoggin uh, in Lisbon Falls was the actual location. Ma'am, did you have a question? Ma'am, did you have a question? That all remains to be seen, right? So our reality is that we found that body at 7.45 and it's 10.25 now. Uh, so there continues to be a lot of work that needs to be done here at the scene with the medical examiner's office. Uh, so there's, there's a much, much more follow-up to what happened. But, sir, did you have a question? I won't be able to answer either one of those questions at this point, uh, accomplices and things of, like, of that nature. We've had no indication of that since the very beginning. Uh, but as we've talked about before, these next steps are gonna be, gives us an opportunity to, to do things as fast as we can in the sense that we wanna provide closure and information, but also slow things down a little bit uh, because we need to look at video evidence. We need to look at uh, the various uh, pieces of technology that are in play here in hopes that that gives us some additional information around some of the things that you're gonna be concerned about. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm happy to take a look at that information in, in hopes that I can get that back to you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, again, we have uh, uh, attorney generals that we need to work with and other individuals uh, that are in play here. I'm going to take a couple more questions again, again, with the mindset that it's that it's 10 o'clock tonight. And we do want to come back uh, tomorrow morning to have this conversation right here. Yeah, sure. So I think that um, that was an ongoing conversation since the minute we uh, actually put that in place. Uh, we knew that that was an important decision. Certainly from our perspective, it made uh, complete sense to put that order in place immediately based on the violent nature 
and the traumatic nature of these crimes. Uh, and as uh, things progressed over the next few days, uh, since Wednesday to now, uh, we've had a lot of conversations with uh, various town and city leadership, uh, with the governor's office, with Chief St. Pierre, with business owners, with residents, and we have to have that balancing act of pluses and minuses. And we had that initial surge with those communities, uh, and those communities made perfect sense for an order. And as things tended to slow down, we didn't have any immediate threats, we made the decision to, to back off that. I would also just wanna mention this because uh, a fellow commissioner had asked me to do this, uh, and I could walk out of here before forgetting it, but uh, Commissioner uh, Camuso said, that um, and passed along that actually that hunting restriction uh, has been lifted as well. So the resident hunting opportunity um, for tomorrow uh, is open across the state of Maine to include those four communities. There's a lot of phone calls that she would receive around that. But right here, ma'am. Yes, I can confirm that. It's an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Did you have a question, ma'am? I didn't state that we had searched that area before, so, so. Okay. As as we have as we have as we have stated in the past, we try to use information that we can confirm one way or the other. So your reporting can say something one way or the other, and that's fine. We can talk about that again tomorrow morning. But I think we're done taking questions for this evening. Thank you very much for your Thank patience, you and we will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, that's the end of the press conference. Uh, to recap, they found uh, Robert Card deceased from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, they did uh, let his family know that uh, they found him deceased. And of course, the first people they notified were the family members of the victims, which was uh, probably the best thing that they could have done. Uh, just a horrific incident. And now we see that at least, and I'm not going to use the word closure because there's no closure here, but the community can start to heal. There's a great deal more of investigation to do. There's a great deal more of work for the police to do. And uh, it's not over. And these situations, it seems like an active shooter incident happens in this country uh, at least once every two or three weeks. And that's unacceptable, you know. And um, we'll bring you more on this case as it develops. Um, tomorrow morning when they have a, uh, the second press conference. I'm sure there's a lot of questions being asked by the press. Uh, some of these uh, questions don't have answers right now. Uh, they need to complete the investigation. They need to follow up. Uh, they really need to talk more to the community, to the victims, the victims' families. And Again, I don't want to ever use the word closure in a situation like this because there's no closure. I think the best word to use in a situation like this is healing. And we all know that healing can take 
uh, a great deal of time. So, police off the cuff, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I jumped right on without a lot of preparation, uh, a couple of uh, technical difficulties here, but I want to thank everyone um, for tuning in. And we'll, we'll be back on sometime tomorrow uh, with a follow-up to this. Have a great night, everyone, and God bless. One episode, just ain't enough. Get left up.